Morning, everyone. How you doing? Um, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Gary, uh, pastor of the church here with my lovely wife, Jane, and a lovely group of people that you've uh, already been introduced to this morning. I want to give a, a big shout out to two people um, for helping us to release us last Sunday, and that's Emily and Matt um, as they preached the word last Sunday. And I uh, just want to say uh, Matt and Emily did a great job, uh, did so, so good. Um, so really appreciate the word that they brought last Sunday. Um, and man, Ben, with that wood, mate, you're buff, mate. <coughs> cool. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your presence here this morning. I thank you for your goodness. And Lord, I thank you that as I speak this word, there are going to be seeds planted in the hearts of your people that will see them go from strength to strength and that hope would arise in their hearts and take root in them and that they would hold on to you with every fiber of their being. Lord, knowing that you are our hope. Our hope is found in you. You are our source of hope. You are the focus of our hope and you are the power of our hope. And I thank you this morning that you empower me to speak this message with clarity and with the anointing of your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. I love this time of year. I've got to be honest with you, I really do. I I get such a kick out of it, Um, especially our Christmas Eve service. Uh, I've got the best kids story uh, lined up for uh, this Friday evening. I've got a great message that will encourage people. But more than that, our worship team have got some carols we're going to be singing. I know Lisa with the kids, they've got this great video that's going to be happening. It's going to be a great, great thing. But the other thing I love about Christmas this year is that we can gather together. Uh, how good's that, eh? Yeah, okay, about three of you are in. All right. Some more. Okay, can I just get you to do a quick favour? Quick favour, all right? Just stand to your feet and do three jumping jacks. Okay, now that you're all awake, you can sit down again. Cool. Excellent. Thank you. Cool. This morning I have a strong sense that the Lord wants to restore hope in people's lives this morning. Where is our hope? Is it wrapped up in the expectations of a gift that's under a tree or has it become lost in the darkness that sometimes can surround our lives? We all need to to learn to hope again for there is always hope, church. Christmas is often filled, uh, a time filled with hope of a different kind. You know, we, we're hoping maybe that Father Christmas, he got that list that we sent off or that Nana got the hints that uh, we threw her way uh, about the gift that we want or mum and dad got the hints or maybe my wife got the hints about what I want for Christmas. I, I really, I'm just, she got the hint. Okay, that's excellent, good. So... Christmas is, that's what sometimes that Christmas is all about. We hope someone wasn't too busy to remember us. And I want to come to you this morning and say that God wants you to know that he hasn't forgotten you. You're at the top of his list. You're at the top of his list. Your name is at the top of his list. Because there's no one that's not on the top of his list. Everyone is on the top of God's list. 
Because that's how big our God is. That's how big he can write the, the, the scope of his vision, the scope of his love, the scope of his grace is that every one of us is at the top of God's list. But Christmas isn't like that for everybody. For some, the, the Christmas can be filled with pain, with regret. This is maybe the first Christmas that you're going to experience without a loved one that's beside you or someone that was important, that meant something to you, that passed away this year. They're not in your world today. And so there's a sense of sadness. There's a sense of, of you know, just it's, it's different this year. And I understand that. And for others, it's just there's no joy, there's no peace, there's no hope. And I want to speak to us this morning about hope. We need to remember the reason for the season is Jesus. It's not the gifts it's not the, the Christmas sales, it's not the decorations, it's not the food or the singing of carols. It's about a baby, a baby that grew to be a child that matured to become a man, born of God with a God-given purpose and a God-sized love for mankind. This baby was a gift from God, bringing with him the gifts of peace and joy. And it's a peace that's not dependent on a lack of problems, but on the presence of a person in our lives, and that person is Jesus. He brought the gift of joy because eternal life is available through Jesus this morning. There's also the gift of hope, hope that's found in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. See, our culture, it offers uh, many sources of hope. It, it, it gives us many offers of salvation. It tells us that life will be better when COVID ends or when there's no more coercion about a vaccination. <clears throat> hope for others is in the interest rates that they go down for our, our mortgage and that the share market goes up. Some, for others, it's that their health will improve. And I want to prophesy and, and speak over you today, be healed in the name of Jesus. There is healing in the name of Jesus. There is hope in the name of Jesus. There is restoration in the name of Jesus. There is redemption in the name of Jesus. There is freedom in the name of Jesus. Come on, saints. Come on, Let, let's believe that this is what God wants for us this morning. <clears throat> we hope for a better life. So we pursue something that will bring us joy and peace into our lives. A new job, maybe a, a better location to live, a, a, a different doctor that we want to go and see, maybe a different church that we need to go to, or maybe we want no church in our life. We think that that's what's going to bring us peace and hope and joy. I want to tell you right now, you need your church. You need this church. There are people here, your destiny is tied to them. Your destiny is tied to what God wants to build and encourage and do through and in your life. Where is our source of hope today? Is it in something that we have to chase? See, hope is not about pursuing things. God is the source of our hope. Romans 15 verse 13, it says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I think that's incredibly encouraging. So here's three things, just three things this morning that we need to know about hope today. Number one, God the Father is the source of real hope. God the Father is the source of real hope. The, the passage I just read, may the God of hope fill you. 
with all joy and peace. May the God of hope. Paul calls God the God of hope. Hope is one of God's characteristics. It's a part of his character. He is a God full of hope. He is the hopeful God. If we're looking for anywhere to get hope, God is full of hope. There is hope in God. What do I mean by that? God knows what's going to happen in our lives. He knows those who will take hold of Jesus as their Lord and Saviour and that they will find forgiveness and reconciliation in Him. He knows that our future is assured and that we're going to live forever. Did you know that? We're going to live, we have eternal life in God, in Christ. This is the confidence that we call hope. God has hope and God has engineered that we can have hope as well. That's why we call him the God of all hope. God could have chosen to destroy mankind because of our evil and the way that we started. And he could have started again. He could have just wiped the slate clean. He could have you know, just come down and you know, fire and brimstone and stuff like that. But he didn't. He didn't. He didn't do that. Instead, he threw us a lifeline in the person of Jesus. Jesus, born at Christmas. Um, many who, who want to push out Jesus from Christmas. He's the one that was born at this time. Christmas is associated with the birth of Christ. How can you not include Christ in your Christmas? It's another story, that one, another message. See, Jesus grew to be a man and he died on the cross for our sins. And Jesus offers forgiveness and a chance to have a relationship with God again. We don't have to fear death now. We don't have to fear judgment or worry about our future because God is the source of our hope. Our future is secure, but our present is also pretty amazing as well. It's this God of hope that gives us this joy and this peace as we trust in Him. If we want joy and peace and hope, then God is the source of them all. So are we going to all the wrong places to try and find hope today? Many people run after hope, but they never really find it. I want to tell you about a story how God orchestrated hope for a young child. The school system in a large city had a program that helps kids keep up with their schoolwork during stays in the city's hospitals. So one day a teacher was assigned to the program and received a phone call asking her to visit a particular child. She took the child's name and the room number that the child was in at this hospital. She took the child's uh, details down and briefly had a, a discussion with the child's teacher, uh, the regular class teacher for this child. Uh, and the teacher said, we're studying nouns and adverbs in his class right now, the this teacher said. And, and I'd be grateful if you'd help him to understand them so that he doesn't fall too far behind. This uh, hospital program teacher went to the boy that afternoon. No one, though, had mentioned to her that the boy had been badly burned and was incredibly in pain. Upset at the sight of the boy, she stammered as she told him, I've been sent by your school teacher to help you with nouns and adverbs. And when she left, she felt like she hadn't accomplished much. But the next day, a nurse asked her, what did you do to that boy? And the teacher felt like she must have done something wrong and began to apologise. No, no, said the nurse. You don't know what, what I mean. We've been worried about this little boy. But ever since yesterday, his whole attitude has changed. 
He's fighting back. He's responding to treatment. It's as though he's decided to live. Two weeks later, the little boy explained that he would completely had given up hope until the teacher had arrived. Everything changed when he came to the simple realisation and expressed it this way. He said, they wouldn't send a teacher to work on nouns and adverbs with a dying boy, would they? He was given hope. God had orchestrated someone to create this program, to put this program together. And this boy was the recipient of this. And this teacher went in there and just did what she needed to do. God is the source of our hope. He'll find a way to get it to us, even if he has to do it through an English teacher in a hospital. If you need hope today, look to the, the God God the Father for all the hope that you need. He is the source of our hope. Secondly, Jesus is the focus of our hope. So God the Father is the source of our hope and Jesus is the focus of our hope. Franklin Roosevelt said this, When you reach the end of your rope, tie a knot in it and hang on. It's great advice. Many of us maybe have been at the point where we're at the, at the end of our rope many times in life. And Max Licardo in his book Live Loved shares the story of Florence Chadwick. In 1952, Florence attempted to swim 42 kilometres from Catalina Island to the Californian shore. It was a foggy day and the waters were choppy. <clears throat> her mother was in a boat beside her cheering her on despite uh, Florence's pain and exhaustion. Finally, Florence begged to be lifted out of the water. When the fog cleared after a few minutes, she saw the shoreline, which was less than 800 metres away. And at a news conference later, she said that she could see in the moment, she could not see in the, in the moment and it was a fog. That's all she could see. But then upon reflection, she said that if she could have just seen the shore, she would have made it to, to the end of that swim. We need hope in the fog and in a pandemic. We need, we need, we need the hope. Help, help, hope helps us with to un, uh, slow down. Hope helps us withstand pressures, challenges, losses, and demands. Hope helps us to persevere sometimes through even the unimaginable things that happen in life. Hope helps climbers going up Mount Everest when they just want to give up, but they have their eyes set on the prize, the joy of reaching the summit. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 says, Because of the joy awaiting him, it was that Jesus endured the cross on our behalf. We were worth it for him. He willingly gave up his life for us so that we can have an eternal hope. Through all the ups and downs in life, especially this year, how do we keep our eyes on the hope when we can't even see the shore? And Hebrews 12 actually begins with a challenge to run with endurance the race that's been marked out for us. Don't let anything come in the way of us finishing our race. It will take perseverance, but our path is actually marked out for us by God himself. 
Hebrews 12, 2 says we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. In other words, we are making him the focus of our lives. That's how we're going to make it through, by looking to Jesus. It's how we're going to make it through these hard times. It's how we're going to make it through a loss of a job, through a marriage breakup. It's how we're going to make it through when we haven't got enough finances in our bank account. It's how we're going to make it through when our health is challenged. It's how we're going to, it's by focusing on Jesus and allowing Him to speak to us to help us with hope. Jesus is the focus of our hope. And it's difficult to do, I'm going to tell you, to, to choose to look away from all of our challenges, our stresses, our disappointments, and our fears. However, it's harder on us and our sense of hope when we keep reminding ourselves of all the challenges and all the problems that we have in life. We go over them and over them and over them in our minds and we've got our eyes off of Jesus and onto our problems. We are shooting ourselves in the foot when we continue to do that all the time, always focusing on the bad, the difficult, or even the fact that there's no end in sight and it will rob us of our peace and it will increase our anxiety and our hopelessness. It takes discipline to keep our eyes on Jesus, especially during a personal storm. But Jesus is the focus of our hope today. We must stop the stream of thoughts that run through our minds, that dwell on the challenges and choose to focus instead on being thankful, on the Word of God, speaking the truth to ourselves in those moments. When we catch ourselves just getting bogged down in the quagmire of everything that's going on, stop ourselves saying, God, I'm going to stop this. You are my salvation. You are my fortress. You are my hope. You're my everlasting Prince of Peace. You are my God. You're my salvation. You're, you're all these things. You're my healing. You're my deliverer. We've got to start to speak those things over. Break the chain of, of, of that, those thoughts that are going over and over in their minds. Is this making any sense? We must learn to focus on remembering the faithfulness and the goodness of God. What He's done in the past, He can do again. What He's done for someone. That's why our testimony services are so important. Our God Story Sundays. So our second Sunday in January, we're having a God Story Sunday. We want to, for you to, 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 to preach the message that day by saying, what's God done in your life? What, what can we celebrate? Because whatever God's done in your life, it's 10 to 1 that God wants, needs to do in someone else's life. He needs, people need them to do that in their life. So we can attach faith to that and God will do something in our lives. Jesus is the one who has the power to calm our storms or to calm us in the storm. He can make a way where there is no way. He counsels us. He teaches us. He humbles us and He forgives us. Like John the Baptist this morning, you may be losing hope and might be asking the same question that John the Baptist asked of Jesus. Are you really the Messiah, the Christ? Are you the one 
that was promised to be coming? Or is there someone else that we, could, uh, that we need to be looking for? You might be asking that same question. Is there hope in Christ today? Or do I need to go somewhere else? Is there something else I need to be looking for? Is there another religion I need to start to attach myself to? Those questions might be going through your mind today. But I want to reiterate to you what Jesus said to, to, to convey to John the Baptist. In Luke 7, and 23, this is not up there. He said, then he turned, told to John's disciples, go back and tell John this. Tell him what you have seen and what you've heard. In other words, there's testimony attached to this. There's something God's done in someone else's life. What God's done in and around about us. He says, the blind see. The lame walk, the lepers are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised to life and the good news is being preached to all the poor. And tell him this, God blesses those who do not turn away because of me. God's going to come through for you, church. God's going to come through for you in spectacular and amazing ways. God's going to come through for you in the little things, in the things that no one really cares about in your life that means so much to you. God's going to come through in those ways as well. God is going to come through for you. He's done it in the past. He's doing it right now. And He's going to do it for you in your tomorrow. God is going to do so. Focus on Jesus, our risen Saviour. He really is the hope of the world. Thirdly, the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the power of our hope. God is the source of our hope. Jesus is the focus of our hope and the Holy Spirit is the power of our hope. Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. There's an ability for us to overflow in hope. How do you do that? By giving the Holy Spirit something to work with. A morning devotional time. Reading the Word of God throughout your day at some point. Maybe putting on a worship song as you drive in your car. Maybe it's, it's, it's doing something that reminds you of, of, of whatever you know, God can do. I've got a smartwatch here, like a, a it's a Garmin thing. So I use it for fitness to track my runs and and bike riding and, and the whole thing. And every two hours, if I've not been too mobile, it buzzes on the wrist, and there's a little sign up the top that says "Move." Like I needed help to remember to move. Do you know what I use that that, that reminder for? Thank you, Jesus. In that moment, I, just, I, 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 I key myself up, trained myself that when my watch buzzes, if I haven't been active for the, the two, like two hours, it goes, says move. Thank you, Jesus, for just all you're doing in my life right now. I just want to refocus myself in you. It's, it's as easy as that. By the power of the Holy Spirit, as we continue to dig into God's Word, as we, we, we do what God's asking us to do, our experience of hope in our daily lives is a result of the work of the Holy Spirit. It's the power of the Holy Spirit who causes us to overflow with hope as the Holy Spirit walks with us and helps us to navigate our way through life. I love Psalm 27 verse 14. You're going to love it too. It says this, Wait and hope for and expect the Lord. 
Oh, praise God, that was a great. Wait and hope for and expect the Lord. Be brave and of good courage and let your heart be stout. That's not a drink. It means good, you know, rock solid, strong and enduring. Yes, wait for and hope for and expect the Lord. Do you know how you can personalize this? Simply saying this, I'm going to wait and I am hoping for and expecting the Lord to do something in my life. I expect God to do something in my God, in my life. I expect, I'm hoping for God to come through in this area. And it's not a wishy-washy, oh, that's a fair sort of hope. It's a, I, I'm hoping God's going to do this. I, I, I'm expecting God to do this. In fact, when we come to thinking about what hope is all about, hope always carries with it a weight. Not a heaviness, but a, a, a weight, a pause. Because otherwise it's not hope. There's an expectation that we place on God. Our experience of hope in our daily lives, it's got to be about that. See, hope dares to believe. It says, you know what? Things might just work out after all. What if you said that to yourself instead of, I give up, I can't do this anymore? What if we just changed our thought life? What if we just changed the language that we have? And I'm just as guilty on this stuff. I've had enough. I've had a gutsful, you know. But no, hang on. Hang on a minute. You know what? Things might just work out after all. Things might just come out for good in this circumstance. It's the sometimes unexplainable feeling that today is a bad day to give up. Regardless of who we are or what condition our life is in, we can't function successfully without hope in God. Hope energises and it motivates us to take action by causing us to step out in faith and act in obedience with the Holy Spirit. Hope believes boldly. It decides daringly. It speaks firmly and perseveres passionately. When we embrace hope on purpose, it influences our thoughts, our attitudes, our outlook on life, and we, the way that we speak. Hope builds us up as we wait on the Holy Spirit to speak or to do something that He says. Hope releases joy, and the joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Jesus is the hope of eternal life. Jesus is the focus of our hope. So my question to us this morning is this. Do you have Jesus? If you do, let's go out. Let's share Jesus with our family and friends so that they can experience him too. If we don't, then maybe this morning is a time where we can say, Lord, I really need you in my life. You are my only hope. My only hope of seeing my way through this, my only hope of seeing my way through this healing that I need, this provision that I need. Lord, I ask you for the, the hope of eternal life in Christ. Let's stand.
just ask everyone to bow your heads and close your eyes. If you don't have Jesus this morning, there's hope for you. Because Jesus is here and able to meet every single one of your needs. He is the focus of our hope. It's because of what Jesus did, the things that he said, that we can have hope today. He is the hope of eternal life. No one can come to the Father except through Jesus. It's that we invite Christ into our hearts and relinquish our lives to him, to live for him. So this morning, I don't know some people here today, I don't know where you stand in so far as Christ is concerned in your life, whether or not you have Jesus. But I want to give you an opportunity this morning to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. To have hope rekindled, refired, rebirthed in your spirit and your life. Is there anyone here this morning? You just want to give your heart to Christ this morning. Never done it before, but this morning you want to. Is there anyone here? Just put your hand up nice and tall so I know who I'm praying for. Anyone? Father, I thank you for your people today. I thank you for hope. I thank you that you are our hope. You're the source of our hope. You're the focus of our hope. And you're the power of our hope. I thank you that we can hope in you. You will never, ever disappoint. Jesus never disappoints. God never disappoints. God, let me say that again. God never disappoints. God never disappoints. He always comes through. May not be in your timing, but he comes through. Heavenly Father, I pray for a rekindling of hope in the name of Jesus today. A release of hope in you as the source, you as the focus, and you as the power of our hope. I thank you that you bring the victory. You bring that hope. You bring that healing. You bring that restoration. And I thank you for all that you're doing, even as we lead in and head towards Christmas in this coming week. Continue to touch people, fill people with your goodness and your grace. In the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said...